Brian Breaker. You're a little whiny baby. Bane. Don't assume my gender. Friend since the seventh grade. Yeah. You're just a bitch with his phone. F*** you. Well, sort of. One professional wrestler and one rapper get together to talk movies, comics, video games, pro wrestling, and anything that makes you say, WTF. Let's not talk about Bane's ooze. Harry Potter erotica. Awesome in theory. Kind of a mess in practice. This is Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. Oh, yeah. Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Boy. Grab a monster, crack it open, let's go It's time that we start the show, no hesitation, oh no The most energetic podcast of all of the podcasts So when you listen to the show, you know that it kicks ass So when I smash on these cowards like Mario did to Bowser With the best thing you've encountered since suspenders on trousers To all the haters, say howdy, make a believer from doubters Put in the stake in the shower, break up and bitch, power, power Yeah, hello, uh, hello, hello Hello, hello Welcome to the show, uh, yeah, hello, 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 welcome to the show. Ladies and gentlemen, we are rolling sound is episode 417 of Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. I, of course, am Brian Breaker, and joining me as always... Big underscore Bane rocking them switches. Yeah, buddy. What's going on, man? You got the fade out rolling there, man. Dude, we are live, pal. We are live. This is about as live as it gets right here. So we are actually recording on a Sunday um, this week um, because, well, the Royal Rumble screwed us, man. Now that it's on a Saturday. Yeah. Yeah, honestly, and I don't hate Saturday pay-per-views. I'm not going to knock that. I think no, I, I like it a lot better. Premium live of this. <laughs> yes, those PLEs. PLEs. God, that sounds horrible. <laughs> but we decided to go ahead and just do it Sunday because I was like, let's do post-rumble comments. Yeah. Because if we didn't, we'd had to have recorded it ahead of time and then waited a whole week. Right. So Nobody would have cared by that point. Right. And so we're, we're doing it uh, Sunday. So we'll actually be going up today. Yeah. So, so it'll go up a little bit late. But, I mean, obviously, you know, who gives a shit? Pretty much, I'm I'm full in agreements there. Obviously, the Royal Rumble is a hot topic. We're going to touch on that. Uh, we're going to touch on Jeff Hardy. We're going to touch on uh, the Forbidden Door, whatever the hell that means. Yeah, uh, Danhausen. Yeah, there's a new show on Hulu I want to talk about. Plus, uh, we've seen the return of Retros this week. Mattel Retros. We're going to talk about that a little bit, but mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, man. Before we dive into our wrestling talk, um, how are you enjoying this weather? It's kind of kind of nice outside right now yeah it's not too bad although it's uh it sounds like it's gonna go to hell uh next week yep looks right like here. next week we got a big old snowstorm coming in the middle of the week so and that fun yeah you know i'm just glad i'm i'm thankful that uh there is a policy at my work that says that hey if it's too bad we don't have to be there yeah so uh i'm gonna abuse the shit out of that oh yeah you need to yeah it's uh I don't know. It's ridiculous. Hey, your job delivering stuff when no one's there at work. We need you still come and do that. Yeah. 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 Stupid. Be a hero. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I don't know. Is there anything else you want to touch on before we dive into our wrestling talk? Or? Dude, let's just, we're going to spend some time talking about it. So let's just dive into it. Oh, it might be a long one. Yes. Yeah, so let's, uh, let's dive into a little bit of wrestling talk here. Let's do it. Well, here I am again, talking a little pro wrestling while Breaker and Bay take a little break. Cracking them, buying energies. Listen to me, you two sons of bitches. 
Get ready to talk wrestling. Stone Cold out. Oh, hell yeah. Thanks, Stone Cold. Shout out to Stone Cold. I'm actually sending out a little tweet right now. Power Hour will be up a little late today recording so we can get our post-Royal Rumble comments. And tweeted. Hell yeah. It's out, it's out in the Twitterverse. It's out, it's out. Now everybody knows about it. Before we dive into the Royal Rumble, though, there's a couple things. Uh, first of all, uh, Danhausen is officially all elite. Yes, he is. I saw him show up on uh, on Dynamite under the ring, pretty much exactly where he should have been. Yes. And uh, immediately cursed Adam Cole, and I he, love it. He did. And um, I'll be honest, I don't know a lot about Danhausen. Um, I only know from, so I've never watched him wrestle. I think that's been documented on this show a couple of times. But I have seen plenty of his uh, just little segments that he does, his little promos. And yeah, I've seen him all over Twitter. He's a very entertaining guy. So even if he doesn't, it, I, it reminds me of like, a, a orange, which oddly enough, he's an Orange Cassidy's friend or whatever. But it reminds me of an Orange Cassidy type character where like I feel like his character has outshined his work in the beginning stages. And so it. You know, now I'm excited to see him to watch him work. It'll be interesting to see what AEW does with him because I know when Orange Cassidy came in, I was kind of like, "What the hell is this?" But right? They made it work, right? And so I, I think they'll be able to do the same with Danhausen, and I, I'm excited to see it, man. And uh, I, I love the cursed thing. I think that's that's fun. And I thought it was a really good way to debut. I yes. feel like AEW does that where they don't just debut all the same way. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like. Oh, shit. He was underneath the ring. And he got a hell of a pop. Yes, he did. Hell of a pop. Yeah. And, and they've done a really good job with all these ROH guys is integrating them in kind of slowly. We've seen Brody King, Jay mm-hmm. Lethal, and now Dan Housen all show up. Well, yeah. Good on them. Absolutely. I still think the Briscoes are pretty much a lock. What are your thoughts? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. They're going to be there. It'll be a little bit, but uh, I think they'll show up. Yeah. I mean, I think it'll... I, I can see them probably waiting till like maybe their next pay-per-view and they attack uh, FTR. I think that's very likely. Yeah. Or like a huge dynamite show. Yes. I mean, I do know one thing AEW does where I feel like we're all kind of not used to that is they don't necessarily save everything for the pay-per-view always. Well, because they only have four. Right? right. So they can't. So they, but so like Danhausen, oh, that should have been on a pay-per-view. Sting should have been a pay-per-view, but they weren't. They debuted on Dynamite. Right. Which makes the shows bigger. Punk debuted on Rampage. Yeah. The, I think the third episode of that. Yeah. So, yeah, I agree. It's not always a bad idea. And I think they're, they're doing a really good job of keeping people talking. Well, and I guess if I thought I saw the week that Danhausen debuted, um, they actually broke over a million views, mm-hmm. like or, or, or a million people watching or whatever. And so that's pretty huge because I don't think they had done that in the past, right? No, they've done a million before. Have they? But, but they kind of they don't they don't do it every week. Okay. But oddly enough, I've heard like you know Impact was doing three times that back in like 2010. I think TV's, that, TV's different. It, right. Yeah. So it's, you can't really compare. Right. I, I still think AEW, in my opinion, has got the freshest product. Yes. Is there things about it people won't like? Of course. But yeah. And like, did you see that spot with Sammy Guevara and Cody Rhodes off the ladder? Beautiful cutter, right? Wasn't that insane? Yeah. And and I'm, it's not always about that, but I feel like AEW has their finger on the pulse a lot more. And they're really good about moments right now. Yeah. And I feel like. If we didn't have AEW, would we be complaining about the Royal Rumble as much as we are? Um, I don't. I honestly, I don't. I so I think we would be, but it would be like, well, what are you gonna do? Right? You know what I yeah, because like, we haven't seen the alternative. Yet. Right now, now when we're when we're about to complain about it, we're gonna be like, you guys need to get shit together, mm-hmm. you know, because this other company's not dealing with it. <laughs> right. 
but yeah, good on Danhausen, and I think a lot of people are going to be lined up for that uh, official Jazz Wars figure. Yeah, and I once it happens. Here, here's the thing, though, man. That's uh, the roster's already bloated. Yes, it is. You know what I mean. So where where does he fit in? Exactly, exactly. But I, you know, I would imagine with this happening, and I, I don't know the development stages, but. Hopefully he's in the video game and stuff like that as well. I think that would be great. He needs to be an unlockable character. I agree. Yeah, like he he needs to be like a, almost like a hidden character where you have to do something special to get him. Right. I think I think that's the way they need to work him in. Yeah, that would be that would be super fun. So that actually, yeah, I hope that game comes out on Switch because I really want to get it. Yeah, for so sure. Hopefully it does. Jeff Hardy made some news recently. Apparently, uh, was offered a uh, a return and Hall of Fame induction into the WWE. And yeah, he turned it down. Good. And uh, I don't know if you heard this. His drug test came back. He did not fail a drug test upon firing. Apparently, that match where he was acting a little bit off, he got a concussion. Oh, no shit. And uh, that was probably explaining why he kind of just like abruptly left the ring, probably got his bell rung and mm-hmm. knew something wasn't right. And um, and so they were like, oh, we're going to drug test him. I think so, and I and yeah. I and I don't know if he like kind of like no, I'm not on drugs. Like I got my belt. I don't know yeah. the specifics of what what conversation had there. Them basically being like, "Hey, why don't you come on back and we'll put you in the Hall of Fame." That sounds to me like, uh, "We're sorry, we messed up. Please don't go to AEW." I think that's what it is more than anything. Big please, time. please don't go reunite the Hardy Boys in a competition. You know, they don't they don't want to see that happen. And that's a lock now, is it not? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean. That pay-per-view coming up in uh, March's Revolution. Mm-hmm. I mean. Yeah. The Hardy Boys are going to be AEW Tag Team Champions before it's all said and done. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's exactly what's going to happen. And I don't know. It's just um, it's kind of disappointing that WWE did that for a guy that's, you know, I know he's had several runs, but he's a very tenured performer with the company. Well, and, and he got his namesake from them. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, the, you know, Personal feelings aside, I mean, he probably wouldn't be Jeff Hardy without the WWE. Agreed. You know what I mean? So, like, it's kind of one of those things where, like, you'd think they would treat him a little bit better. You'd think. Because he's one of, like, if you look at the actual roster, who from the Attitude Era is still there? I mean, yeah. you could say Edge, but his, he returned. Yes. After an injury that was you know, legitimately a uh, career-ending injury at the yeah. time, anyway. Jeff Hardy was one of the most tenured guys they had. Yeah, absolutely. And so for them to just kind of up and let him go on something that seemed like a just honestly and it wasn't on TV it just seemed like it was a miscommunication as to what was happening I don't know yeah. but that was shocking to me yeah really shocking but I pretty well they pretty well handed him right over to AEW didn't they yes they did oh uh, it's that time it's time for the Royal Rumble possibly the greatest WWE pay-per-view of every year um, I love the Royal Rumble I it's one of my most favorite pay-per-views to watch I'm excited for it every year. This year, I was actually off work. I worked that day, but not the, on the evening. So I was like, I can actually watch it live. Yep. This is going to be awesome. Yeah. And uh, so I went into it, Bane, with actual high hopes of being fully entertained. And I and I even told you off the air, I felt like this was me saying, bring me back. Clean slate. Let's start over. Bring me back and make me a fan again. And they did not. Yeah. So... There were some highlights of the show. There were some good parts, but the good parts could have happened on any pay-per-view. Yeah. You know, I'm talking, you know, Seth Rollins versus Roman Reigns. Uh, even Bobby Lashley versus Brock minus the the finish. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I mean, the the mixed tag match I thought was fun. Yeah. You know, but the, I mean, I could have done without the women's championship match, you know, um, that was, I, I didn't really care for that match. I agreed. Um, but it seemed weird, like where they would, they would do drop into that. Cause well, honestly, and it lasted way too long. Yeah. But she also would have been like a really good Royal Rumble participant. Yes. She has that, like, who's going to throw her over the top rope. Right. Thing. Like kind of like the Nia Jax or yeah, yeah. the King Mabel thing. You right. Know? Yeah. I mean, she's kind of. I mean, not not to say she looks like King Kong Bunny, but she's got that like but, but short, women, big she's frame. One of, she's right. one of the bigger women, yeah, right. But like, um, but I, the Royal Rumble matches themselves are the only reason why we watch the pay per view, right? You know, I mean, for the most part. But and for, I feel like if this was Vince McMahon's best effort, it's time for him to hang it up. Clearly, you know, because this is not it. I did read there was a bunch of rewrites to the shows. Stop doing that shit. I think that's the problem. Stop doing that shit. You know, I mean, make a plan. And I get it. They're like always writing. So they're always having to change things because they're they got five hours of TV a week, seven, I guess, if you count NXT uh, a week that you have to write for. I mean, they have UK as well. Plus the the, superstars and main event shows. So, I mean, a lot, a lot to write for. But at the same time, I mean, I'm talking about like canon to pay-per-views. You know what I mean? Like, but so you got to have those right for on a weekly basis, but like fucking plan shit out in the future. There's a reason why, like we hold the storylines of the nineties to such high regard, highly doubt he was changing shit on the fly. Well, and also too, I still, I still say a big problem we have is it's too much wrestling. Yeah. There, there's something to be said. I mean, like what have we learned in the last like five to 10 years? Netflix series are usually more entertaining the network series because they're what 10 to 12 episodes yes. not 22 yes granted i i know some people like oh more episodes that's better that can be the case but you're gonna have some filler yeah in there like you you know what i mean like you need if you want that ongoing story where everything matters the the netflix style shows of 10 episodes are usually better yeah i mean i i kind of i kind of take it to like you know no holds barred like the same concept that i have with that i could do that show all year round but there'll probably only be like 20 episodes that are actually worth listening to. Right. The rest of them would be like, just like, hey, I'm going to do interviews you yeah. know, with yeah. people. And so yeah. it's like, eh, that's it's kind of the shits. Well, you have to sit there and not to peek behind the curtain too much, but you have to put together each episode, right? Yes. What's this episode about? Yes. Why are they even in the studio? And, then, and I have a, a long-term story. I have a short-term story that's right. like for that particular episode. And it's right. like, yeah, it's. Yeah, I can't do that all year round. And so, I mean, I think with wrestling, like with WWE, they need to like pull back a little bit, slow the fuck down and, and yeah. just figure out a plan that they can stick with and don't have to write an hour before the show. Well, and and I think a, a problem I saw with the men's rumble this year is like, who the hell wins this? Yeah. And because they announced, I think. But see, that makes it exciting to me. If the surprises are good. Right. That's the problem. But see, we. What happened with Brock versus Bobby, I felt like when that match finished, it was like, oh, Brock's going to get in the Rumble. He's winning the Rumble. Dear God, Bobby Lashley does not know how to take a German suplex. Dude, I thought he was hurt and like he was just like trying to cover himself and yeah. it just wasn't working out. I was like legit worried for the guy in that match. Yeah, that was that was gnarly. Because I don't know if you noticed uh, even early on in that match, he was limping around a little bit. I was like. He's not. He's not looking right. Yeah, you know, and then he got j- rocked a bit. Yeah, yeah. 
when Brock got dumped on his head, is like, oh, we're going to see a Braun Strowman moment. Yes, I like this that. is this is not going to be good. Luckily, at least you know Bobby knows how to shoot a little bit, but like, yeah. But I, I don't know if he could take on Brock legitimately. <laughs> like, I don't know. I mean, Bobby's a pretty bad dude. I mean, I, mean, I know he, he is. Under, he was undefeated in Bellator. They mentioned that in the little yeah. promo. I mean, I, I know. Well, that and he's a military guy. I know he's a badass. I just, you know, I don't I don't know. I don't know there's going to be a lot of survivors in that match. No. At all. No. One way or another. Uh-uh. Um, but, yeah, I, I think the thing is with the Royal Rumble, it's always interesting because there's usually, like, so I... Every January, I go and rewatch a lot of the Royal Rumble matches. Mm-hmm. And here's the thing. The, the the match itself is a fun match to watch. I have noticed now that I know the finishes to all of them, I don't dissect them. I just enjoy it. Yeah. So I do want to watch these two again and see, like, okay, can I... Now that I know everything, is it does it is it better than I thought? Yeah. Can I, feel, can I figure out, like, what the story was and all this and that? Because I rewatched the 2000 Rumble. Which that's the pay per view with Triple H and Cactus Jack where they had that amazing street fight, mm-hmm. which was one of the first times there was a title match that like stood out just as much as the Rumble match. Yeah, and then of course the Royal Rumble comes down to the Rock and Big Show, which were the two favorites to win. Yeah, one of those two guys is going to win. But uh, in that in that match, they did highlight Rikishi very heavily. Um, they had some legitimate contenders. It's like the British Bulldogs in it. Mm-hmm. He was wearing the jeans and. And there's there's guys in there like Test and Edge who like could potentially become a main eventer at time, yeah, you know, in time and stuff like that. But you know, you know, the Rock's winning, right? Right. I mean, they had Bob Backlund come out, which was yeah. a, a fun surprise because it's like, what the hell is Bob Backlund doing here? But, <laughs> but that's to me like what a surprise entrant should be. Sometimes it's just a fun surprise, like yeah, like, what the hell? You it know, it doesn't need to be somebody that we think is going to win as long as it's a fun surprise, right? And. Um, same time, like I don't think he eliminated anybody. Not like freaking Bad Bunny did. Yeah, good God, he eliminated two guys. Yes, he did. Yeah, but overall, it was like it was a fun match. But the guy won that we wanted to win. Everyone wanted the Rock to win. Yes, made sense. Yeah. There you go. But I don't know, man. Some of the Royal Rumbles are better than others. Obviously, mm-hmm. um, like I think Nate from Ring starts because I made a little joke about like, wow, that was such a great Royal Rumble. Yeah, and I was absolutely surprised by the ending. Um, of course, I'm talking about the 92 Rumble, <laughs> right? <laughs> Not this year's, right? And he was like, you know, in 92, I was legitimately mad because Flair won. I'm yeah. like, sure, but like he didn't cheat. Like Hogan actually was the one cheating. He was trying to pull Sid out, dude. Right? How like that was such a heel move from Hogan, and Sid did nothing wrong. All he did was eliminate Hogan. He did what he was supposed to do, right? And then I, I was actually watching the uh, was it the 96 Rumble where it was Michaels and Davy Boy at the end. It was 95. 95. I watched that one. And Bret Hart came and attacked two guys. Yeah, like he, he attacked Owen, didn't attacked he? attacked Owen and Bob Backlund later on. And I was like, these are heel moves. Like, what are you guys well, doing? I think they cost him the title that night. Or they almost did. Well, something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, because no, Diesel was the champion. Oh, that's okay. Yeah, so yeah. they cost him winning. And yeah, so he came out and beating both of them up. So it's like, okay, I kind of. I get that. it. Yeah, but it's, it's so weird. But like, I was just like, that's. I don't know. Like I when when baby faces do stuff like that, I'm like, that's that's bizarre. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean it's I, I don't know. There's always gotta be that like thought of like, is he justified in his actions, you know, right. and stuff like that. And Hogan was definitely not. Like that was such a like you, you see that when he pulled out Sid, it's like, you bitch. You're such a bitch. I feel like that finish could have been a little bit different, but I think this is I would bet like Hogan probably that's not what his choice was. Yeah. Because honestly, they could have had Flair dump him out and then Hogan grab his feet and yank him off 
the floor. Yeah. But then it's like Hogan eliminated him, not Flair. Right. I think they needed Flair to actually yeah. toss that last guy. Because I don't even think Flair had that many eliminations in that match. Maybe not. But he just kind of Iron Man it, which he was also the first guy to to win from like number, he was like number three, I think. So yeah. the first guy to kind of like go the distance and you didn't expect it to happen. And right. so it's like, oh my God. And that one was for the title. So I, I was I was thinking about like Brock as far as that match goes. I feel like if that would have been done differently and mm-hmm. he wasn't like, I think of that uh, that year Nia Jackson or the Men's Rumble yeah. and she just, was it R-Truth or somebody that she just knocked out and then just took his spot. Yep. I think if it would have been something like that, where Brock just came out like Dominic Mysterio when he comes out, if Brock sure. just laid him out and was like, I'm taking a spot, you know, or like or the year Lana got hurt and then Becky took her spot, whatever it was. And I think if, if that would have happened, like I feel like that might've been a little bit more acceptable than him just having a spot Yeah. in well, the rumble. It, it It's a weird thing because it's like earlier in the night, he had he was the WWE champion. Mm-hmm. So did they not draw numbers till right before the match? You know, like because how did well, he get a number? And it, and well, and it also could have been you know what was it the 2019 Rumble when he entered the match as champion, right? You know, so I mean, I guess it could have been one of those things where you know, like yeah, he was like I'm I'm champion, but I'm going to be in the Rumble. You know, I mean, and like Charlotte was champion and she was in. That, right. I don't remember if there was any explanation as to why that was the case. She wanted to pick her opponent for Mania. Okay. And so she was like, if I win, I'm going to go ahead and pick my opponent. Okay. You well, know, that's, that's fair, I guess. Yeah. But I get it. But that's still a weird, like, I don't know. That's a weird thing to, it's, it's, it's a, a weird stipulation to add. It's like, a statement saying we need someone in here. That's like, could be a legitimate contender for the end. Right. Because if it's if it's Ronda and you know Nikki Ash, no no offense to her, but it's like who's winning this match? Right. Although I I I think it would have been better if it was Ronda and Shayna. Yeah, I felt like there could there's definitely money there. Yeah, I think if they would have went at it like that would have because I seeing that like I feel like you know Ronda's still going to win, but it's like there's still a little glimmer of hope they might pull the plug on Shayna, yeah. like, you know, or, or you know go with Shayna there. Right. Overall. Let's dive into the women's rumble. Um, they announced a lot of the women that were surprises. We did get a few. Mm-hmm. Uh, to me, the most notable was Ivory and the right to censor. Yeah, feel that was awesome. I thought yes, because we haven't seen Ivory in a long time, and the right to censor you kind of forget about, right? Yeah. So that was a great one. Um, but honestly, a lot of the women that were in it, like they've been in it before, Michelle McCool, Lita, Kelly Kelly. I don't know. It's the same stuff, right? Yeah, I mean, I and I got no beef with like Michelle McCool. No, no, not um, at all. I think I think Michelle McCool's probably like the best wrestler of that that generation. I agree. Um, I don't think she ever got her just due, honestly. No, and I feel like if she were to come back, like she would fit right in. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I even think more so than Lita. Like mm-hmm. I think she is better than Lita. But like I, I just I don't know. Like Kelly Kelly, I feel like she just doesn't belong. Yeah, it's it. You can tell that generation has passed her up. Yes, she's in. Um, I didn't even recognize her though. Cause I didn't either. I I had actually walked away. I guess during her entrance, and I came back and she was like in the ring, and I was like, "That's Kelly Kelly. Like, yeah. looks nothing like her." Yeah, it looks a lot different. Melina came in at number two. It was kind of yep. an interesting. She looks one. great. She did. Yeah, I thought so. She'd been gone for 
several mm-hmm. years. Mm-hmm. So that was a good one. Um, there was another surprise. Uh, Sarah Logan came back. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. How cool was that? I don't know. It didn't do a lot for me. Really? In, without Ruby Riot, it doesn't feel the same. Oh, that's true. I don't know. I was just kind of like, okay, they fired her just to bring her back for a Royal Rumble. Like, come on. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I get it. And she's been in Rumbles before, so it's not like, oh, my God, right. Riot Squad's back. No, they're not. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, well, one of them's back, but the other one was AEW. It'd be like if Roman and Seth tagged up still, and it's like it's the, the shield. shield minus one. Yeah, it's not the same. Yeah. Just not the same. Um, but you know, cool for her for getting a spot. And I don't. She, she looks badass to me. She did. She had kind of a, a new revamped look to yeah. her. So, yeah, that, that would be awesome. Um, Mickey James got the impact title and hardcore country. Good for yes, her. Yes. Good for her. Indeed. I thought, and I, I honest to God, I thought she had a great showing too. I mean, mm-hmm. she was in there for quite a while. She was, I mean, obviously we knew she wasn't going to win just because, you right. know, she's not with the company at the moment, but like, I thought it was really cool that, you know, they worked it out to where she could do that. Right. And I, I think, um, I think if that opens the door for more impact people to show up, awesome. Well, we'll get to that later. Cause I was kind of expecting that. Yeah, in the men's rumble, which we didn't see. Um, were there any other surprises in the women's rumble? Um, I mean the Bella twins, but that's not really a surprise. They were announced. Yeah, again, I don't, I don't really get the point of announcing all these special guests. Yeah, when you don't have any good aces up your sleeve, they I, look, they look amazing though. They do, and actually, I think Brie eliminated Nikki. She did. I think was, that's the second time that's happened. Actually, yeah, which was kind of interesting. Yeah. Um. So I actually think Nikki eliminated Bree the first time is what it was because Nikki came down to her and Oscar the first year. Okay, but I mean, so let's kind of go through who we had the match: Sasha Banks, Melina, Tamina, Kelly, Kelly, Aaliyah. Which I could be wrong. I thought Sasha Banks had been like out for a while. She was hurt, and so I think everyone it didn't expect her to be in this, and she was only in for a short while. I, I thought like. she was going to be in there the entire match too. And she was not. Yeah, Cameron was another surprise, which that was odd to me because was she not just on AEW not too long ago? She was, I guess she's she wasn't like a, under a deal. No, she's in like a tag team tournament or something. Yeah. Yeah. She was. And then of course they had that little moment with her and, and Naomi, which was kind of fun. Mm-hmm. The Funkodactyls, Funkodactyls, I guess. Yep. Um, Alicia Fox came back mm-hmm. again. I love Alicia Fox. Though. She's been in several Royal Rumbles. It's, not a huge surprise, I guess. Uh, Sarah Logan. Mighty Molly. We haven't touched on that too much. Yeah. But this is the third time Molly Holly's been at a Royal Rumble. Second time is Mighty Molly. Second time is Mighty Molly. But I think the whole idea was to do the thing with her and Nikki ASH. Yeah, which I, I don't. I haven't been watching the product. So I guess Nikki ASH is a uh, super villain now and not a superhero. So maybe it should be Nikki ASV. I guess. You know, I, I mean, I just. It's odd. And then uh, the last surprise, number 28. The winner of the match, Ronda Rousey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. We excited for her to be back. What are your no, thoughts? I don't care. I, I mean, mean, it's like I, I think it's I think it's she was one of those where when it was first rumored that she was gonna show up, I was like, Hell yeah. Yeah. You know, but then it was you saw how they were utilizing her and it's like she doesn't really know what she's doing yet. Maybe let's take her off TV, let her get trained, mm-hmm. and then bring her back. And they just never did that. They just gave her the championship. And then, you know, people soured on her pretty quick. Sure. She went away, came back, and it's like, I, I feel like maybe there's a little bit more training, but, like, not enough for her to be main event spot, you know? No, and I think the problem with her in a Royal Rumble is she just did not have a clue enough as to what she was doing yeah. to make that logical. It just it felt like she kind of repeated all the things she knew. Right. Which was not much. 
Yeah. Which sucks because, like, I see, like, Shayna Baszler. Shayna Baszler is another MMA fighter who transitioned to pro wrestling and is badass. Well, she got trained, though. Right. I love Shayna Baszler. Yeah. And so I think if Ronda Rousey was trained the same way that Shayna Baszler was, she could be, like, one of my favorite wrestlers of all time. It kind of makes me wonder, though, if there was not a thought of, like, I need more training. Let me go get better at this. Yeah. I'm just like, no. I'm good enough. I don't yeah. know. And yeah. I, I hope that's not the case, but that's I, what it seems like. I hope it's not either because, I mean, I... No matter who you are, you need to train. Sure. You know, I mean, and so it's, I don't know. Yeah, kind of kind of interesting. But um, overall, I thought the women's match was fine for what it was. Mm-hmm. Ronda winning wasn't a shocker. No. Nope. I was like, okay. Especially once she officially came out. Once she officially came out, it's like, well, there's your winner. Yeah, because I, I didn't know. I, I knew it was rumored that she was going to be there, but like. You don't know for sure. Yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, how many times had it been rumored that CM Punk was going to be somewhere? You know sure. what I mean? It's sure. like, you just, you don't know. Interestingly enough, let's talk about the disappointments. Uh, apparently, the page has been cleared to return, and so everyone expe- speculated she'd be in the Royal Rumble match. Yep. Um, I think they missed a huge opportunity there. They missed a very huge opportunity in Paige. I mean, Paige is. Uh, I mean, Paige to me is one of the the greatest who will probably never be considered one of the greatest. Yeah, because she she kind of came in at the Divas era. But she was a lot like AJ Lee in the sense where she was not a diva at all. Right. And she was very good in the ring. And, you know, then she kind of got riddled with injuries and then she ended up having to retire and just kind of, I don't know, she's still pretty young, you know what I mean? Like, so it kind of sucks. And what I think is poetically horrible about this, she was actually scheduled for the 2018 Rumble. Yeah, she had to retire right before because remember she she formed that stable with Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville. Absolution. Yeah, yep. they were all supposed to be in the Rumble. Yeah, and last minute, she wasn't able to do it. Yep. So that was like super disappointing to me, where it's like she was like right there, and then no. Yeah. So to me, to be able to do to write this wrong would have been a huge step in the right direction. Oh yeah, that they that they missed. So that's my thoughts on that one. Of course, we had the Men's Royal Rumble, which was our main event of the evening. Um. I don't know, like, this may go down as my least favorite Royal Rumble of all time. Yeah, I mean, I feel like there's another one that I just absolutely despise. I think the one where Roman Reigns won is probably my least favorite. 2015, yeah, yeah. that was awful. Um, but this is probably, this is... But at least 2015 had some fun surprises. And I feel like it had a little bit of story to it. Mm-hmm. This one, when you break it down, because Brock Lesnar came in at 30, there was zero story to be told in this. Yeah. Because there was no, like... I don't know. The only the only story you could say to be told would be Drew McIntyre versus Brock. Drew returning was kind of fun, but yeah. I don't feel like he'd been gone that long. It was a month. So it's not like, like even, oh my God. Yeah, he, he, if you blinked, he, he was there. Right. Uh, other surprises we got, of course, besides Brock Lesnar were Bad Bunny and Shane McMahon. Let's break those down. Bad Bunny, uh, if you recall a few weeks ago, I mentioned him uh, being a surprise, but like I... Didn't think it was really going to happen. Of course it did. But like Shane McMahon is one of those. I feel like with Shane O'Mac, that was somebody falling through at the last minute and they needed somebody to fill the spot. I think so. I really do. Because why else would they bring him back? For that. For that. Why? You know what I mean? Like there's no reason. Shane has been off TV for like over a year, maybe two. There's no reason to bring him back. So I feel like something fell through. Yeah. 
I, I don't know. Um, but then again, the way they book now, it wouldn't shock me if they thought this is money. You but know, then, but here then, comes the money, right? But then again, like, why would they pick him and not like Tommaso Ciampa? Or, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, like, well, that's what I thought. I thought I thought Tommaso was a lock to be in the Rumble. Mm-hmm. Um, Braun Breaker, we mentioned him off air. That would have been an interesting one. He's the NXT champion. Yep. What? I feel. I personally feel like every year it should almost be like an unwritten law that the NXT champion has to be in the Rumble. Sure, I could see that. I, it's same with the women's. You know, I feel like that should be like an unwritten rule. Did for they WWE. have any NXT Rumble entries this year? Uh, on either sh- on either match, I don't think they did. Definitely not in the men's. Is is Aaliyah not in NXT anymore? Is she on the main I roster? She's on SmackDown. Okay, so yeah, I guess not. Yeah, that that just shows you how little they they care about that now, dude. It's it's unbelievable. So. Another thing we got to touch on. We were told they were considering a very big forbidden door entrant into the Rumble. Mm-hmm. We definitely didn't get that either. I mean, unless you count Shane O'Mac and Bad Bunny. It's not a forbidden door, though. I mean, that's <laughs> not from another company. Um, I don't know who uh, who that would have been necessarily, but I feel I I have a feeling they were probably trying to get Cody for one night. You think so? His contract was up, so I mean, there's really no reason not to. Like, you no reason you can't. What's funny about that is apparently they're just that's just a huge storyline from what I gather. Is it? Well, apparently, I mean, I think it's real, but it's like they're just because remember, like they had that deal where if he lost that title match, he could never challenge for the AEW title again. Oh yeah, and I actually saw that on Twitter. Like, well, now he's got a new deal, so now he can go for the title. Yeah. So it's it's a story. Yeah. I mean, like, there was no thought to me that Cody was going. Oh, hell no. I I mean, a one night off, one night only one off appearance I could see happening. Yeah. And I could I I wouldn't be shocked if they asked for Cody or Moxley for that. Well, and that's that's just it. Like, I, I think that's that's probably what they were after was one of the guys that they knew. Obviously, I don't think they even gave a shit about getting like Omega or the Young Bucks. I think they wanted the guys they know. Like, I think they wanted Jericho Moxley. You know, or Cody, Cody, yeah, and maybe I, maybe Brian, yeah, I could see that, yeah. Um, but they wanted somebody that's like, ooh, this will be a maybe Christian, maybe, yeah. You know, like they want someone that's going to be like, holy crap, this yeah. will be great. Um, but that, yeah, that didn't happen. I don't know, like that would have at least been a good moment, yes. Which I feel like this Rumble vastly lacked. Was it, good moments. it had no good moment to me, and I think that's that's one of those things. The I mean. I say that the only good moment that I can think of is Bobby Roode versus AJ Styles because we got some TNA chance in the crowd, mm-hmm. but they have done such a fantastic job of ruining Bobby Roode yeah. that I didn't give a shit about that. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like he's he's now and I love Dolph Ziggler to death. I think Dolph Ziggler is one of the goats too. But like I just like I don't give a shit about that tag team. Apparently, Dolph Ziggler's very close to breaking a record. Most Royal Rumble appearances. Yeah. He's one off from Kane, who has yeah. the most. Yeah. He'll, <laughs> Just like, if he's in it next year, he'll tie Kane. Yeah. I'm like, and good I God. Think, is it Randy Orton? He's like right behind Dolph. I think so. Yeah. yeah. So it's just like, and like Orton, it's his hometown. He wasn't even in there that long. Yeah. I don't know. Like the whole match itself was just kind of like, wow, that, that happened. Yeah. It, and, and another thing too, with both of these, I felt like they rushed through them. Like it didn't. It felt like it was less than a minute before in between each person. Yeah, I don't know why, but it, it was just real short. 
yeah, it felt like, you know, they were in there, they got a quick couple of moves in, and bam, we see the 10 count again. It's like, oh, shit. That can that can be a problem sometimes with that long entrance. Yeah. You know, like it takes them a little longer to get down there. Yeah. So, which, you know, the stadium shows for the Royal Rumble, I think, is fun. But, yeah, it does take a little bit to get to the ring. Absolutely. Um, I don't know. I, I would have been happy with a legend. I would have been happy with an NXT guy, something forbidden door. Yeah. I don't know. Shane McMahon is fun. I like Shane, but that was, it's a waste of, of a spot. It was, I mean, he's not main eventing WrestleMania. No. Right. And then bad bunny. Let me, let me touch on that for a minute. Like, that's not my demographic. Right. I'm very well aware that that does nothing for me. Yep. But I wonder, are like the kids that are like teenagers that are all over TikTok mm-hmm. and stuff. Are they popping for this? I don't, I, I honest to God, I don't think a lot of people give a shit. That's what I, that's what I feel like. I, I legitimately think this is a fan living out his dream. Yeah, that's that's all it is. But that's not good hey, for business. Fuck no, it's not. But he's bad bunny. You know, you're going to like I feel like it's probably the same as, you know, uh, Johnny Knoxville. Like, realistically, it's not good for business, but it's good for Johnny Knoxville. But it was at least entertaining, I thought. Right. I mean, we didn't touch on that yet, but that was actually funny. I mean, because the thing the thing is, is like with bad bunny. I never knew Bad Bunny's name until he started showing up in WWE. And you're a guy that follows the music industry. Yes. And I, I've never heard of that guy before in my life because he's like a, uh, I mean, he's he's raps in English too, but like he's like a Latin rapper. You know yeah. what I mean? So like, I don't know shit about the guy. You know what I mean? Well, last year, actually at the Royal Rumble, he was there. Remember, he did his performance With- and then Miz and Morrison beat up his like uh, his setup. Yeah. And then he came out and did a dive on them. I'm like, I'm fine with that. I honestly thought that they were going to do something with him and Miz maybe. Right. Or someone else. Like, well, Damian Priest is a bad guy now. Like I'm surprised they didn't do anything with them too. Yeah. You know, something, something to like, so they just ignored it and paired him with Ray. It was like weird. Yeah. I mean, cause Priest was in there pretty early on. Yeah. He's one of the earlier entrants, which he's another guy. I feel like they could have really put a stamp on be like, he's a legitimate contender. Pretty sure he's the United States champion. Yes. You know what I mean? Like he should have stuck around for a while in that match. Like I think him and Brock getting after it would have been kind of fun. Riddle was there when Brock showed up. Like I felt like, like you could kind of see it on Riddle's face. Like that was like his wet dream. Yeah. Having Brock Lesnar in the ring. Cause Brock him. told him I will never work with you. Right. And, and then you like, I don't know if you saw, like he would have the biggest smile on his face when he saw Brock coming out. Yeah. And there was a, like a, uh, one of the Germans that, riddle was taken you could see he had this like giant smile on his face as he's taking a fucking german from brock i'm like yeah. this guy is so happy right now sure and it's like but like why why not do more with him you why know not? what i mean yeah. like that would have been fun yeah i mean all in all like it was it was a uh like aj not going long kind of seemed odd to me because i feel like yep. you could have you should have at least made the end where it seemed like when you have like a legit final four or final six, yeah, AJ could win this. There was there was no workhouse workhorse in either one of them. No, there wasn't. Yeah, it was weird because I thought that was going to be Sasha too. Yeah, me too. And I also thought Bailey was going to come back because I know her. She was injured, but I figured she yeah. was about that point. I'm like that. She would have been a good surprise entrant. Absolutely. And uh, especially do something with her and Sasha with all the history they have. You know, I think that would have been fun. Yep. Um, I don't know. Overall, it's not like I was like, oh, this sucks. I'm so disappointed. It was just kind of like, damn. Expected more. I, I, I thought with the men's rumble going on last that something big was going to happen. That's exactly what I and thought. And after... I, I'm, I'm sitting there waiting. Do you smell? Right. I'm waiting for it. Yeah. And then like, so after the women's, I was like, okay, that was good. That was fun. 
can't wait to see what the men's got in store. You know what I mean? And then the men's happen. And I, I honest to God, don't know if it was just because I was so tired, ready to go to bed. But I was like, this is just kind of the shits. Like, mm. this is not very good. Yeah. And I kind of kind of went to bed thinking like I wasted a good hour and a half of my time watching that. Yeah. I will say, like, I'm actually going to praise Johnny Knoxville, as stupid as that was. I love the fact that he was dressed like Andy Kaufman. Yes. That made me laugh. And I felt like for an outsider, you know, I mean, that was more entertaining than Drew Carey. Absolutely. Yeah, he took some hits and everything. And he took the frog splash from Montez Ford. Yeah. The elimination looked good. Yep. Like, it, it's stupid. I'm not going to sit there and be like, oh, that was so good. It, it, I mean, it was what it was, but... It wasn't offensive to the Rumble match. I and I also think that was better than what I originally thought was happen was going to happen, and that's Omos come out, <clears throat> yeah, and him just dude, that guy sucks, dude. He's bad. He's, he's bad. awful. I think it's I think it's another one of those things where it's like he's seven three. He weighs seven three, and like he with the proper training, he could be good. You know, for as big as I mean, he's never going to be the greatest wrestler in the ring, but like he could be good. But it's like. They I mean, see seven three and they're like, ah, just stick him in there. He'll figure it out. He's better than Kali, right? Sure, like but. he'll, because I mean, they, I I bet there's not a whole lot of training that goes involved with big guys like that because they're never going to take bumps. You know what I mean? Sure. So it's probably just like this but is how you strike. To, but he needs to know how to do it, right? I mean, that's the problem. Like I, we had a big, a big guy train with us at the Harley Race Academy for a while, and he was like six seven, so he wasn't like a monster. But I mean, he was big, big for dude. independent wrestling and. I told him, I was like, I want you to be able to take back suplexes and yeah, body slams and suplexes and all this other shit. Not that you're ever going to, but just so you know how. Right. In case it ever comes up, I don't want you to be exposed. Right. Which can happen. Yeah. Well, and that's kind of like, that's what I wonder with this guy. Like, have they actually done? And surely you would think they have, right? But like, he's never going to take those bumps. So right. why would they? He's a guy, if he was 6'3", they would have cut years ago. Big time. Because... He's there because he's a monster. Yes. And he'll be at every Royal Rumble yes. probably for the next 10 years, yeah. just like Kali was. Yeah. Um, but I do get it. You yeah. know, cause there, there has to be that monster factor of like, who's going to eliminate this guy? Right. And they, that guy never wins ever. But he, he got a I I didn't even see his elimination. They, I just, all, they all ganged up. And oh, out. the same thing that happens to Elam. Same thing that happened with, you know, yeah. Rikishi and King Mabel and all those other guys that, yeah. that happened with you. Yeah. The big guy spot. Pretty much. But all in all, um, I don't know. I felt like we could have had something fun happen with either of these, and that didn't really happen. There's been a there's been a lot of um huff and puffing from from the uh WWE fan base about this one. So I think most people were kind of like us, where they were like reignite our love for this. Well, and make also, us want to watch WrestleMania. Also, too, we just want surprises. You know what I mean? Brock Lesnar being in the Rumble after being in a championship match is not a surprise. I would have taken the Undertaker. Yes, honestly, I know he's retired and he probably shouldn't be out there, but damn, you know that'd be kind of fun. I, I, I legit like give me something stupid. Like give doink, doink, Doctor Isaac Kankum. I don't give a shit. Give me fake razor. You know what I mean? Like I legit do not care. Still, we get Rick Boog. Flexing, he looks like Ted RCD. Yeah, I mean, just bad. I mean, like, I, I, I think Rick Boogs is fun, but like, that was he a little bit too much a, for me. He should have been in the Royal Rumble, right? I mean, to me, the problem that I see with the Royal Rumble, especially this year, there was very few people that you legitimately thought could win. Yeah, and when that happens, it kind of is like, like the '96 Rumble is a fun one, but it's like it's Sean and Diesel. One of those guys are winning, right? Right? I mean, or like it, it was that one year where it was clear that Austin was going to win. 
course. Yeah. Right? And, you know, it's like, he's a marked man. There's no way he's winning this match. But, I mean, obviously, there's no one else. Right. But, but, yeah, I mean, like, you, but you can also use that match to elevate guys. Yes. Damian Priest probably wasn't on anyone's radar. Nope. Also, Rey Mysterio, he's a freaking living legend. Yeah. Big E didn't have a, a fantastic run. We also didn't talk about Kofi. Yeah. The spot, what could have been, you know? Dude, yeah, that's something that will haunt me for years to come. Like, what was he going to do? I was going to bring this up earlier, too. Did you note, and I again, my nephew was over for the first part of the show, and so he's you know moving around, and mm-hmm. it's hard to watch real intently. But I saw a spot where Natalia got eliminated. Yep. And then she came back in and then got eliminated again. So mm-hmm. I don't know if that was an accident, and it's kind of like the... Hey, let's try it again. But it's like, hey, no, you're already out. Like, yeah. that doesn't, it doesn't work that way. I kind of feel like it almost had to have been a botch. Because Is she a heel now? I don't even know. I, I Honest to God, I don't think she's even on TV that much. Yeah. I think uh, I think she's just kind of like there. Sure. You know, but she's uh, such a vet that yeah. they probably don't want to let her go because they kind of need her. It makes sense to have her in the Rumble. Yeah. Um, but... And I also noticed that same kind of botch with Melina because that was so quick. I was like, there's no way she's already out or like she can be already out. Like, I felt like that had to have been she just slipped. Well, and one thing, too, I do know with the women um, and th- I had heard this was actually discussed internally for the 2018 Rumble. They thought with there being most of them not nearly as tall as the men, like having to go through the middle rope. Right. Yeah. And, and they often know it's got to be over the top. But if you notice a lot of the women, it's almost like over the top land and then they get knocked off because yep. it's a little bit safer than yeah. that one, one smooth motion. It's going over the top problem. We saw with Shane McMahon. It ain't easy. Nope. You know, and if you can't do it right, you know, and anyone that's even experienced, it can, it can hurt like yeah. a bitch. So it happens, but I always, I can always, when I've watched the the ones with Kane in it, you can always kind of tell when he's going over because he kind of hooks his arms yep. to like gear up to take that that little flip over. It's mm-hmm. like, oh, okay, <laughs> you know, it's like yeah. he he's got it down. Yeah, but at the same time, it's never been offensively bad. No, no, no. I mean, yeah, it's telegraphed a bit, but but um, well, but I I wasn't saying that to like call him. I was just saying like sure. he he he's got it down, so he he knows how to do it. <laughs> it's like there's a lot of guys because like you were talking about Shane McMahon. It's like. I feel like it'd be easy to mess that up. I know sure. I, I sure as hell couldn't do it. That would scare the shit out of me. It's not it's not a bad bump once you know how to do it. Yeah. But and there's also different styles. Some guys use both hands and they just hold onto the ropes. I always hooked. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a style thing, whatever you feel safe with. But yeah. And just being able to do it the right way. And also going over forwards easier. So well, that's kind of what I thought. Like it'd probably be better if they had you from behind trying to dump you over because mm-hmm. you could just kind of you kind of see what you're doing. That backwards would be like, oh, fuck. <laughs> one, one of my favorite eliminations, actually, I think it's in the 90 Rumble. Marty Jannetty comes out at number three. And that's the year Teddy Biasi kind of runs the gauntlet. He's in yeah. for most of the match. Jannetty's bam, 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 bam. Hits the ropes, goes for a cross body. And DiBiase ducks. But he doesn't pull the rope. He just kind of, but he kind of just glazes over. Yeah. Hitting the mic. He just kind of, he's out. It's like, oh, damn. You know? Yeah, yeah. But it looked like he didn't mean to. Right. And that's what I thought was so cool about that elimination. Where yeah. It's like, Ted didn't really do anything. He just ducked out of the way, but it looked like he just kind of slipped. Oh, damn. He went right over that top rope. He's out. Can we talk about this uh, new thing real quick of, of their eliminations that they have or, or their possible eliminations? Because I guess like Cole mentioned this a few times throughout that match. I guess even if you go out to the apron through the middle rope and they've had one elimination because of this, if you go out to the apron through the middle rope, but you climb to the top rope, you can be eliminated. Yeah, that happened with Chavo, right? Didn't we talk about that a few I think years so. Because they mentioned it with uh, when Montez went to the top rope and when, uh, was it Ray went to the top rope? They were like, this is a dangerous spot to be in. I'm like, well, he went through the middle rope, though. 
but I guess it doesn't matter. It's a, that's a weird judgment call because technically, if you're on the top rope, the referee can count you right. as being like out of the ring. Right. I would assume out of the ring or whatever it is. I mean. But you didn't go over the top rope, though. I mean, you're on the top rope. Well, Mil Mascaris did that, right, in 97. Yeah, but he was he was already, he was from the inside going out, right? Like you, he, I think you're right. He climbed from the corner. But like these two guys went to the apron, middle rope, and then climbed to the top from yeah. the outside. Apparently, speaking of Mil Mascaris, apparently he did that because he didn't. He felt like someone eliminating him would be damaging to his career. I'm like, so you prefer to be a dumbass and eliminate yourself accidentally? Yeah. Like, what the hell is wrong with people? Yeah. Well, I, I remember hearing that he like did not want to, he did not want to take a loss there. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's a rumble. Yeah. Yeah. Come on. Who gives a shit? Right. Yeah. But anyway, different mindset, I guess. Um, I don't know. That's a weird, that's a weird, that's a weird uh, call because I'll be honest, the uh, saving when people save themselves as far as how they land, I feel like that's kind of getting a little bit much, where it's yeah and i was honestly kind of glad like kofi messed up because i was and like naomi normally does one of those yeah and she I, didn't. I was like i'm kind of i'm kind of glad that happened because it, like it kind of gives us a break from that you know if, every year well i mean honestly i think that's a in in retrospect that's a good thing because it didn't work and it shouldn't always work right you right know? and next year he can try it again you know yeah and i don't know it's because honestly i don't think they did the two feet to the floor until Shawn michaels right and what gets me is I think Naomi one year landed and both of her feet were up. Yes. It's like, oh, shoot, her feet didn't touch them. Yeah. Like, her back's on the ground. Like she's, she's out. I clearly. mean, she, yeah, I yeah. mean, that's such a weird technicality. Right. Or I think one year Kofi landed, but one foot was up. Yeah. But he's on the ground completely. And it's like, eh, come on. Right. You know, it, it's a little bit of a bending of the rule that yeah. I think is kind of a little much. Yeah. But like I said, I was kind of glad to see that, not glad that it happened because I'm sure he had something, because he wasn't in there long. No, no, it was quick. But, Something like where it's like, damn, he tried it. It didn't work this year. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, I kinda, I'm kind of i kind of with you. It's kind of a good thing that it, it doesn't always work out. Problem, though, the fact that it didn't work out, I could see them being like, yeah, we're not doing that anymore. <laughs> like they lost faith. Yeah. Yeah. Because, yeah, I mean, I think the reason they let him do it is because he pulls it off every year. Yeah. yeah. Surely not, though. I mean. The handstand one was great. The The pogo stick with the chair was fun. The I mean the really the only thing I could think of that was just super ridiculously impressive impressive was like when he was on the announce table. Well, uh, the the barrier mm. and jumped from the corner of the barrier to the ring apron. Right. That one was like oh shit! Didn't he, didn't I think Rusev grab him and he threw him on the? He like attacked him and then just dropped him on the. And then he's like, the how the barricade. hell do I get back? Right. Yeah. 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 I mean. I think Naomi one time took the announce table, you know, that top part. Yeah. And she made like a bridge. Yeah. It's on the ground as you walked across. I'm like, come on. Yeah. You know, like you're on the ground. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's now part of the ground. So come right. on. It, yeah. One year Kofi landed and one foot landed on the pancakes. Yep. It's like, come on. Yeah. You know, it's, I know one year he caught, he was caught by all the rose buds. Yeah. And they put him back. And that was kind of funny. I, I get that, like, at a certain point, like, you run out of shit to do. Right. Because even that spot, John Morrison's done that before. Well, that's what I was going to say. It kind of kind of looked very similar to something he had already done or somebody else had done. I remember one year, Ray Mysterio got thrown out, and Miz and Morrison were on the ground on, like, their hands and knees. Yeah. And he, like, boom, boom, back on, on their backs to the stairs. Amazing. Like, that's kind of funny. Yeah. But. Yeah, I mean, and also too, I, I missed the 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 Santino spot, the one second. 
you know yeah there really wasn't one of those this year either those are always kind of fun yeah because sometimes they don't pull that off but it's kind of a fun thing yeah or like the bushwhacker luke like and right back out keeps marching you know it's funny so yeah but uh, to kind of wrap up the wrestling um forbidden door man like that's i know they never announced that but that was kind of heavily speculated that was just such a letdown to me yeah you know it's one of those things like i i i I think it would have been cool if we had gotten somebody i know uh I don't know if we, I guess we were talking about it on the show. I can't remember if we were talking about it off air or not. But like Cody, Cody Rhodes, you know, would have been a really cool get. I guess on his uh, Instagram story, he showed a map of St. Louis to just tease people. Yeah, good on him for making it exciting. The problem with that is when it doesn't happen, everyone's like, "Oh man!" Right, right. And you know, um, I think Jericho. I mean, would have been great. I mean, obviously WWE would have picked somebody they already know. I think it would have if they would have gotten anyone. It would have been from Impact. Yeah, I was kind of. I know this is controversial. I thought I thought Matt Cardona would have been a fun one. Yeah, I know people were hoping for Moose. Like that wouldn't have, that would have done nothing for me though. I agree, but that would have been enough to be like, oh shit. You right, know? right. Um, but I was. Do you want do you want? I was actually hoping for for number three because they've done a big surprise at number three a few years in a row mm-hmm. with it AJ and Shinsuke. I thought, dude, if it's freaking Okada, that would have been cool. That will this place will freaking erupt. Yeah, and that would have been cool. It was. Uh, um, I don't remember who it was now, but it was not Okada. Yeah, it, it wasn't anybody special. I know that much. Yeah. But uh, anyway, um, that pretty well wraps up our wrestling talk. So what do you say we got? Dive into a little bit of movie and TV talk here. Let's do it. This is Break of at the Movies. This is Break of at the Movies. All right, fellas. Go ahead and take it from here. What you got now? Well, big underscore band, I'll tell you what we got now. Um, just now added to Hulu a few weeks ago. Um, I know this is not a show you've ever really been a fan of, but How I Met Your Mother has official a sequel series, How I Met Your Father, starring Hillary Duff. Yes. I'm sure you've seen this on there. Any plans to watch it at all? I actually did watch the first episode. What'd you um, think? Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. Like it's okay. Um, I I, it's I watched not as it. Funny as how I met your mother. I watched it because uh, I'm a Hillary Duff fan. Sure. You know, I mean, she is quite the looker. Well, so apparently, I was reading an interview with her about this, and she said a big reason her and Disney didn't work out is she's like, I don't want Lizzie McGuire having G-rated stories. I want her to have a 30 year old adult woman stories. Well, yeah. Now that she's an adult, she should have. And I guess they kind of things. They kind of disagreed. And yeah. that's why the show never ended up happening. Yeah, I, Disney's going to do what Disney's going to do, you know? I thought that was interesting, though. That is that is really interesting. It sucks for her because, I mean, a reprise of the Lizzie McGuire role would have been cool. Sure. Um, but, you know, I, I don't know. The How I Met Your Father, like, it, you know, yeah, I'm, I, I'm sure it'll be fine. But, like, it's, I don't know, it's not for me. It's 10 episodes, so it's a little bit shorter season. Yeah. Hulu does the uh, the thing I know you like where it's one episode a week. Yep. I'm not necessarily convinced that I'm a fan of that, but it does make it a little bit easier to uh, to sit and watch it. I, I, I like it because, like, I, I don't feel as committed to yeah. it. You know what I mean? The problem with binging is I almost feel like you have to watch. I have to sit there and watch it. You know what I mean? Even though I could turn it off at any point in time. Right. But, like, it just automatically plays the next episode. So, like it's kind of one of those things you get wrapped up in the next episode pretty damn quick. One thing I, um, I do like about once a week is I have this huge problem with watching TV nowadays. And especially with me working swing shift and such, 
I fall asleep on the couch pretty much at a moment's notice. Yeah, you don't have to worry about missing the next episode. And I'm yeah. sure you've done this where you're watching something else and you wake up and it's three episodes later and yeah. you're like, damn it. <laughs> I, don't, I don't remember the last episode I watched. Don't even, Yeah, and so like I basically go back to my, my last vivid memory of watching and yep. hope that's kind of where I left off because it, it definitely happens. Oh, yeah. So that And that always sucks because now you have to backtrack. And if something spoilerish happens, you saw it, you're like, ah, oh, damn. So I've been talking about it's sunny in Philadelphia. It's always sunny in Philadelphia a lot. Like I finished watching that series and I turned it back on to start over because I was like, I've fell asleep through this show so many times. I know I've missed like at least 20 episodes. You could have missed the whole season. Yeah. And so I was like, I'm just going to rewatch it all. <laughs> nice. Uh, but yeah, but how I met your father now out on Hulu. If you're a fan of how I met your mother, which uh, this is kind of a different take, but it has a lot of callbacks to the original series, which is fun. Okay. Uh, now we got a little bit of toy talk. What do you say we dive into it? Let's do it. Here we go, open the box, it's the part of the show, we'll break your remain, do a bit of toy talk. Big underscore Bane, retros are back. Whoop-de-doo! Not excited? I don't give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> retros have been back because everybody's making them. Right, well, okay, so this is an interesting thing. Mattel finally decided after everyone else started making these, like, yeah. hey, maybe we should make those too. Yeah. So they announced a new series. They're actually calling Series 1, which is interesting because they did like 10 So they're waves, rebooting it. Basically. Yeah. They did 10 waves before. But it's uh, you have to buy the whole series, not just a single figure. They're only on Mattel Creations. Oh, okay. Well, that's smart of them. Now, th- and this is where it's interesting because this is a big issue I had with the first wave. The back of the package, they're blacked out uh, s- like pictures and they have the bio card. Okay. So I, I dig that. Uh, the entire first series, or the first series of this one, which is four figures, is Mr. T, Rowdy Roddy Piper, Cowboy Bob Orton, and me, Gene Okerlund. And $55 for the set. Now, that seemed like ridiculously cheap, considering some of these companies are charging 40 bucks a figure. Yeah. So I thought, well, that's smart. And they actually have the actions, which a lot of the new companies don't have that. Ooh, yeah. That's a... That's going to hurt a lot of these smaller companies. It will. Obviously, WWE, um, or Mattel, rather, saw that there was a market still to make these. Mm-hmm. Um, the figures look cool. I thought Mr. T was kind of a fun addition. Mean Gene is a glowing omission from the first uh, Hasbro line. Um, they announced that these, they said something like, if these do well, we'll announce more stuff in the future. They sold out in a day, like five hours. Wow. So I think that ensures that we'll see more retros. Um, I feel like I fell out of love with retros when I could never find them at the store. Yep. And that is a big reason why I got so like angry with them. I think the fact that these are on Mattel Creations now is a much smarter idea. And hopefully it's something that they continue and make it easy for people to get them. Here's what I will pitch to Mattel Creations. Oh, we got words of wisdom from Big Underscore Bane. LJNs. Oh, okay. Because that's kind of been something fans and collectors have wanted for mm. years. Mattel has always been like, nah, it's going to cost too much. Slap it on the website. There you go. Make people pre-order that shit. Mm-hmm. They'll, people will buy it. I mean, we're seeing it with the AEW figures right now. Uh, apparently, these come in a box, like a retro box. Mm-hmm. And apparently, that's the shipping box is what okay. I was reading. So that was kind of the thing with LJNs. They're too heavy. Well, yeah. put them all in the same box, sell yes. them in a wave of four figures. We, I, I think guarantee all you, it, the yeah. people that want the LJNs, they will pay extra for the shipping. You think so? Because yeah, be, I mean, because the thing is, they're gonna have to, they're gonna have to ship these priority because they're gonna be over a pound. So like, I mean, they're probably if they do like a series of four, like say like they do the same series of four, but you have to buy all four. Yeah, like it's probably gonna be. I, I would probably say about four or five pounds 
just with the figures after packing, it's probably gonna be six or seven pounds. And a Mr. T uh, LJN would be phenomenal. Yes, and you if you do that, I guarantee you because I know shipping when I have to ship something that's about like three to four pounds, it's usually about like twelve to fifteen dollars to ship it. Right. So like, I would I would bet for a series of four figures, people would pay. 20 bucks shipping. Oh yeah. On top of the the you know even if it was like $70 for figures. Oddly enough, I ordered this and I thought the shipping would be like $15. It was yeah. like 7. Yeah, those figures are like I know they're light, but I just assumed it was going to be because it's going to be a bigger box. Yeah, I thought it would be expensive. But I can I can see those figures they might be taking a hit on that shipping though like because be. um but those figures like I mean all four of those, I guarantee that's still under a pound. Yeah, probably. You know, I was just kind of shocked to see that. It's like, oh, nice. Or it might, be, it might be like right over a pound. But normally people like that, they don't take a hit on the shipping. I mean, I, I got charged tax too, but that's not really, that's yeah. just a, a government thing. So, but yeah, I thought that was kind of cool. So hopefully we'll see some new retro stuff in the future. Absolutely. Anything else you want to add before we get out of here, man? Uh, I said we just plug it up. So, of course, we got to throw shout-outs to our uh, podcasting buddies like Jeff and Scott, the Fully Posable Wrestling Figure Podcast. They have a new, they should have a new episode today as well. Mm-hmm. And check out Scott's side project, Drunk Wrestling History. Absolutely. Uh, the Positively Pro Wrestling Podcast with Steve and Eric's another fun show. Check them out as well, a retro look at pro wrestling. I'm sure they have some thoughts on the 2022 Royal Rumble. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, Doing the Favor with Eric and Barry. Uh, great show. Love those guys. They do wrestling. They do sports. Lots of fun stuff there. Not enough kind words that we can say about those guys. Absolutely. The Ringside Rant with RJ, another fun show. The Leisure and Lariats podcast with my pal, Ruthless Ryan Davidson. Boot to the Face with Marty and Rucker. Uh, Tales from the Estate with Drew Vinsel and his wife, Caitlin. Such a fantastic show. Absolutely. I, they're another another couple of people. Like I cannot say enough good things about them. They are, they are like the sweetest, most kind-hearted people I've ever, ever had the pleasure of knowing. And Absolutely. Love them, too. Absolutely. Some, some of the best. Uh, wreck my podcast with uh, Jordan Zeilinger and his crew over there. Mm-hmm. Trivia with Buds with Ryan Buds. Howlin' with the Wolf with one and only Jason Wolf. He's got a lot of chop shop stuff in the works. Plus, he's got a lot of Howlin' with the Wolf episodes. So yes. check all those out. Uh, pulling up a chair with our buddy Tim over at a chair shot. Uh, Night of the Nerdy Laser podcast with Richard and his friend Matt. And then, of course, catching up with Aaron and Daniel with our good buddy Aaron Anders. And then, of course, our own podcasts. You know it's fake, right? Every Monday with me and a special guest. No Holds Barred with Bill Benis is officially back. It's back. And uh, Bill's on his, on his uh, old, old, up to his old tricks again, trying to teach people how to be better at pro wrestling. I mean, this week we were talking about new gimmicks. And he, Beautiful. he tried out a new gimmick. And, uh, you know, it's the shits just like you thought it would be. But oh, spoilers. Yeah. I mean, it's. It is what it is. So yeah, I, I do get that. Bill Benis is back, baby. Bill Benis is back. Check out those gifts. You can just search Bill Benis. Just search Bill Benis. He's got gifts. He's got gifts. Pops up with <laughs> good old Buffalo Bills. So yeah, sometimes. Yeah. yeah. Um, also, the TV Toy Cast with me and Travis Fowler every Thursday. Check that out. Uh, all of Bane's music you can find at uh, Spotify or Apple, wherever you get your tunes. Mm-hmm. Speaking of that, our buddy Spico put out his fourth single. Yes, I saw that. Takes Te- one to know one. Takes one to know one. I checked it out. Great, great tune. Absolutely. Yeah, so uh, good on good on him, man. I, I dig the fact that he's doing uh, singles. Is that something that you might do in the future is more singles or, or albums? Uh, I, I mean, for me, I I like the... It's so it's cheaper to do albums, sure, because the singles, it's, it's uh, about 10 bucks per single. 
and it's about 20 bucks per album. I see. So it's, so it's, to, to put it up there. Yeah. It's cheaper to do, to do albums than it is, um, singles, but at the same time, like, you know, might be, might be easier for a consumer to buy a single though. Right. Yeah. It's, 99 cents or $1.29 or whatever. Right. And so I, and, and I, I generally don't even think about that because I just assume most everybody just streams it. You yeah. know what I mean? Um, but see, I see, I, I'm old school. I still buy them because they're, they're cheap. Well, you've I, mentioned, yeah. You've mentioned that to me. And so I've, that's never been an issue for me. I know a lot of people do stream. I, I look at it like it's easier for me to buy a dollar or a dollar 29 song than stream Apple music for $10 a month. Right. So, right. Everyone's different though. Oh Yeah. But also check out uh, Outsiders Beard Code. In fact, you got a little uh, little present here. Yeah, so um, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a little sniff sniffsky taste as as this drops. Everything's ready to go. Um, the new Bane Brew Number One. If you follow the Outsiders Beard Code Twitter, that should be up later today. So, um, but you need to because I think it's the only way to get this it's right. The only way you'll be able to get this. I'm gonna I'm gonna give you. a give you a little courtesy sniff. I made one for myself in a much smaller bottle than I'm selling for everybody else, but okay. I'll give it a little courtesy sniff here. I like it. Beard. This is the oil too, not the ball. Yes. Does this is come, the oil. Yeah. Does it come in both. Yep. Comes, comes in, uh, the oil and the bomb. Also the combo pack. Ooh, I like that. Yeah, buddy. I, I like that a lot. Actually. So now this is me personally. I never wore like a real thick beard. I always, yeah. I mean, sometimes I did, but um, I always preferred the balm. But I felt like the oil always smelled better. I'm That's a, my thought. Well, it's because the. Uh, so what happens is with the oil, like everything in the oil is like odorless, except for the, the fragrance blend that I have. I see. And, and with the balm, everything is fragrant like the uh, scentless but at the same time like the uh the shea butter and things like that there is like still a slight scent to it you know mm-hmm. uh it's it's unscented obviously but there's still like a slight scent to it so it kind of meshes a little bit differently but i'm a big fan of the oil i like the balm too because i always like the uh shaping of the beard you know with the shea butter and the beeswax and things like that it helps with the shape but yeah that beard oil so it's going to be up should be up today bane brew number one go to the twitter which is outsider beard co and uh click that link it'll take you to it it's the same price it's not like it's any more expensive i'm not trying to like you know screw anybody out of a out of a beard bomb or anything like that but it's um it should be available today and the thing with it is there are only 12 available for each and after that they're gonzo so oh so act fast Yes, so it's not going to be a seasonal thing. It's going to stay up there until it sells, but there are only 12 available, and after that, it's done. After that, it's gonzo. So now, this is Bane's Brew number one. Will we yes. see a number two and so on in the future? Absolutely, we will. Now, I don't know if I will always just have them on Twitter. Maybe the next one I'll throw on Instagram. Sure. And you know, I'm trying. what I'm trying to do with these is make it to where people have to follow the have accounts. to follow the pages and so the next one might be on instagram but this is going to be the first of many and i might branch out it might not always be bane brew maybe next one i'll do you know bill Venus brew or some shit you know what i mean like i 18 years of good smells right like who the hell knows so uh there there of course, might he's be, gonna want a cut of that money yeah he ain't getting he ain't getting a dime from me he's <laughs> stolen so much from me breaker you're a thief <laughs> But yeah, that's that's awesome. I I you know every day. So people don't know this. My job, I can't have a beard. Yeah, basically. So I typically, 
just don't shave until I have to go back on shift, and then I shave right before I go, so I can't really keep uh, anything that's like full on beard. And I just right. don't want to rock just a straight mustache. But I loved the beard balm when um, when I could have a beard. It was just amazing, and that's not it's not something I ever thought like to get like a mm-hmm. beard balm because I don't think people ever think about it. But I know like Soda and Jason Wolf and a lot of these guys have have picked these up and I'm like, man, these are amazing products yeah. because it's not something you always think about, but when you actually use it, you're like, man, this is, this is great. Your beard looks better. It smells better. And that's, and that's what, uh, both Jason and soda have brought to my attention is like, they have to wear, you know, masks and stuff like that, doing sure. certain things. And they're like it, the beard smells amazing under the mask, you know? Yes. And so they're, that's, that's a big part of why they get it is because it helps out with that. And, mm-hmm. you know, apparently the, the ladies don't mind it either. You know what I mean? Exactly. So I know um, my wife was a big fan of that whenever I showed it to her. So I mean, yeah, for sure. I think, you know, like I said, with that, with that one in particular, it's uh brown sugar, snickerdoodle and hazelnut. I mean, yeah, I feel like you can't go wrong with that guys. I definitely have felt a, a sweet smell. Yes, it, it is. It is definitely sweet. It's very much like a dessert mm-hmm. type of uh, scent, but that, that is my jam. Sure. You know, I mean, I make the woodsy sense because I know some people like them, but like sweets are my jam. That's why I like, that's most of what I make. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's good stuff. So if you have a beard or you know someone that has a beard, definitely check out outsiders beard co. You might find some good stuff. Absolutely. Uh, all of our t-shirts can be found over at uh pro wrestling forward slash Brian breaker. What search for store for breaker and Bane's power hour or Bane or any of our TV toy any of our podcasting buddies. A lot of them have shirt stores as well bbph.redbubble.com and uh, that is about all I got man that's all I got quick shout out Nick Haddock's Dobro Ethan Chambers GBM Nate from Ring Nate Skirts, from Ring Skirts. Uh, I, gotta, I gotta shout out Steve Hoker real quick so I uh, love I, Steve Hoker yeah so I actually he uh, hit me up like hey man do you want uh, either of these figures and so I, I was like yeah I'll take those and so he gave me a good deal I'm like that's cool and he's like I also have some Hasbros if you want and I'm like yeah man who do you have and he ended up having uh, Virgil and Owen Hart who I don't have so amazing I picked those up Got the box in um, a couple days ago, and he included an entire box, like a display box of Street Fighter pint-sized brawlers from Funko. Amazing. And I was like, dude, that is awesome. Like, you didn't have to send something like that. He goes, well, here's the thing. I was buying something off Walmart.com for three extra dollars. I would get free shipping. So I bought a Street Fighter pint-sized brawler. Thinking, well, that'll be easy. Three bucks for free shipping. And they sent me an entire box. Oh, shit. <laughs> and so they're all still like sealed in there yeah. in little baggies. But uh, he suggested, and I, that's what I'm going to do, is uh, let my nephew Weissen open them for his YouTube channel. Awesome. So I think that'll be a lot of fun. And he actually has a uh, Capcom arcade one-up, so he plays Street Fighter, so he knew all the characters. That's which amazing. Is, which is really cool. And I showed it to him last night while we were watching the Rumble, and he was like, I want to open these now. I was like, well, we got to do it on YouTube, man. It'll be fun. So, right. So I thought that was pretty cool. So shout out to Steve Hoker. But yeah, man, I don't I don't want to miss anybody, but there's a lot of a lot of great dudes out there that uh, everybody in in the community just wanted to shout you guys out. Hopefully you guys are doing good. We appreciate y'all so much. Absolutely. Uh, thank you guys for checking out Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. I'm Brian Breaker. I'm Bane. We'll see you guys in seven days. Peace easy. Yeah. One more time. <laughs> Yeah.
It ain't over till I say it's over So lock the cage up cause this is a takeover The wait's over If this the final time we meet Then you'll be on your back at my feet Then I'll tip the cage over as I hang over I'm super fly so I can splash off the top And I can shut down the shop Like Randy Savage, I'm the cream of the crop And I'm always gonna rise to the top People's champ like the rock I do not give a fuck so let that shit drop Man, I'm so over Double pistols. What'd you think? It's good. It was really good. Pretty good. That son of a bitch, Eric Barker. You son of a bitch. Can't dig it. Nailed it. Nailed it. Perfect. Put, put it on the internet.